welcome to the HR Matters Podcast, because people matter, a place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into what changes you can make in your organization today. For HR professionals, managers, and anyone who has a keen investment in the people within their organization. Featuring Marilyn Fluch. Hi. Lisa Hello. Dempsey. And myself, Shay Hardy. Lisa, you have a nice topic for us today. Yeah, well, it's actually, it's revisiting a topic that we've already done a podcast on. So I just want to shout out that, hey, this is our first two-part series that we've done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! And it's related to the uh, HR is Dead podcast that we did uh, a little while ago. Um, you know, I think we had a really rich and interesting conversation about the the paradox of HR, the, you know, what should HR be doing? What should managers be doing? Do we really need HR? Um, but that conversation was centered around two articles, one of which was a Forbes article titled HR is not your friend, or excuse me, actually, it was a Fortune article, not a Forbes article. Um, HR is not your friend. And another article uh, entitled HR has lost the trust of employees. And I think there's something deeper going on here than just, you know, do we need HR? Um, There were a lot of really eye-opening things that were said. You know, there were, there were statements like HR is a distant observer Uh, HR made things worse, uh, that people didn't feel supported, that uh, words like, you know, wasting a promotion on people were being used, uh, that HR increased the pain and stress of harassment situations, um, and this idea that HR is complicit in some really ugly things that go on in, in businesses. And those are things that I both recognize. I've heard the stories. I've seen things happen. I've seen managers go down routes and ask things of people in HR that are not right, are not on the, the side of things that is helpful or healthy or productive to work environments. And so I think there's a, there's a deeper conversation to be had about that really painful place of how did HR get here? You know, HR is earning this terrible reputation. Uh, you know, the Fortune article is written off the back of a multi-million dollar lawsuit that employees are leveraging against Microsoft, holding Microsoft as a company responsible for holding back um, employees and withholding promotions, salary raises, all sorts of things. And at the center of that allegation is a broken HR function. Uh, how did we get here? What's going on? Why is it that, that HR is earning such a toxic reputation in the current working world? Um, and I'm really curious what, what you guys think. I, I, I have a pretty strong perspective on this. <laughs> where I think this is coming from. But I'm also, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious what you guys think. What about you, Marlene? 
I agree. That's a good question. Uh, how did HR get here? Uh, but I also would like to talk about how does HR get out of this position yeah. and get out of this situation because they really need to, and we really need to. Um, uh, what, what I've seen in my HR experience is that indeed HR is often positioned in the corner of risk avoidance of avoiding legal problems of making sure that all the paperwork is in order and that takes up all their time that takes up all the the busyness of of hr work days um and it's turned into what i when i was first went into hr it sort of turned into uh, okay, how can we manipulate employees into doing what management wants them to do? Wow. Where, what was, where was than... that coming from? Where was this manipulation position coming from? Um, it was the, um, I think it was the, the way that HR was understood to supposed to be working. So, uh, you know, people first start working in HR thinking, okay, this is, this is great. We, we can do good stuff for the employees in this organization. This is what my job is. Um, and then management comes along and says, no, we need to do other stuff. And I'm, you know, paying your paycheck. And there's so many demands. And, you know, you want to be taken seriously. You want to be at the management uh, uh, table at... Um, uh, you know, you want to be in those meetings. So let's let's talk about what they want to talk about. Let's go for what they want, the direction they want you to go in, rather than hey, I I have a different perspective. This is my expertise, and I can add to this rather than follow what you guys are saying. And do you have um, an idea why the HR group wasn't in a position to give that pushback? Uh, because they didn't want to. Because they. Think, and they thought that the power and the status comes from what all the other people at the management table are saying. Uh-huh. And they're not adding anything. They're just helping that agenda. Yeah. And that's where I think two things go wrong. It's For one, it's, it's devaluing yourself because you're not saying you have anything interesting to say. You're just adding to what everybody else is already saying. So you, you're not seen as very valuable you're just you know following the other crowd around the second thing that's not happening is hr investigating what they can contribute so what their extra is at the table what their expertise is other than you know knowing what what the legal framework is and knowing how contracts should be uh, uh written and signed you know, there's there's other sides to HR. You know, there's um, there's been a development in HR to be more strategic, to be more aligned with business, and that hasn't been uh, up to par in every organization yet. But that is the direction that the field is going in. However, what's the 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 area that's still very much underused and underdeveloped is, in my opinion. Um, Employee journey, employee relations. Um... I, can I, I, I think I agree with all that you're saying, but I think that management doesn't empower HR to do more. Well, should they? I think that's, that's part of, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do for an employee journey. Mm-hmm. 
if if IT is not involved in the conversation, and if IT doesn't feel that they have mandate from higher up to make those changes, they can't help with that impact. Um, there are so many other factors to go along. Managers, HR can think of all the ideas, and I've been on HR teams where we think of all the ideas, but it never goes past our doors because management doesn't see the value in it. They can't, um, they just want to stay doing the same thing that they've been doing before. They're resistant to change. And, and, and it's very hard for HR to move from an operational to strategic if no one else is taking up the operational part. Yeah. And, and I see what you mean. And the, 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 thing that I'm seeing is missing is for HR to find the ways to be more convincing. So not management's not helping me, but how can I convince management and how can I demonstrate management that what I'm bringing to the table has value and has business value, not just, you know, we're being nice and warm and fuzzy and we would love to be nice to people rather than be mean. (laughs) This has business value. And HR has not been developing the way to uh, convince all the other people at the management table that this is this is something they need. This is something essential to running a business because now, right now, it's not happening. And you know, trust is crumbling, results are crumbling, lawsuits are sky high. If you read all the articles that that we're just reading. So, yeah, there's a lot of discontent out there. You know, there's a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of discontent. And I think the risky place that businesses are in is that, you know, with all of the complaints and all of the negative things that are said about millennials, which I think that's an entirely different conversation, a different (laughs) a different topic for another moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, all these ideas about, you know, the millennials are the snowflakes and they, you know, they have these unrealistic expectations. I don't think they have unrealistic expectations. I think they're the first generation to come into the workforce that genuinely has choice. They genuinely have more freedom and more access to information um, than ever before. And they're putting their foot down and saying, wait a minute, we're not okay with this. Like this, this is, this is not an acceptable status quo for us. Yeah. And I think the risky place that businesses are in is I think they could for a very long time get away with a lot of these buried negative and unhealthy behaviors. Um, you know, not listening to HR, not taking on board the, the softer but harder side of things. And I think that door is closing. I, I don't think that there's room for businesses to play in that space the way that they, they used to. And I really like what you're saying, Marioline, about it. You know, it is up to HR to to step up and and lead that shift to a much more strategic position. Um, I think it is. I think I, what I do know from my own experience is that also Shay, <laughs> what you've said is also really right in that. You know, you you can't be alone in the HR function, constantly banging on the boardroom door. You know, mm-hmm. that, that door needs to be open to you. And um, my, my personal advice to any HR person who's in a business where HR is not welcome at the boardroom table is get out, get out now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, um, you know, it's important. You need to be in an environment where, where also 
you and your ideas can can thrive. You need to take the responsibility to bring them in a way that they can be heard and taken on. Um, but the door needs to at least be open to listening. Um, and if you're in a business that has no interest in its people, yeah, you need to get out of there. Yeah. Is that a place to yeah. be? Stop, yeah. drop and run. I think I agree with you. The door needs to be open. I, I agree that uh, we want to, um, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I just, I think that it's time for HR to evolve and maybe move so much of the operations into the business. I mean, I don't see why they can't do their own recruitment with some basic training or why they can't file things, especially now with the with the movement of uh, AI, yeah, and being able to have so much more automated and so many much better systems than we did in the past. So why do you need an HR department for any of that? And that should really allow HR to be more strategic and have space to truly support the business. Um, I just don't, yeah, I. Personally, I think it's time for HR to be done and be something new. And what is that something new? I think they should, HR should be just normal business as usual, part of the business. Um, the business should be thinking about how to do these things collectively together. Maybe even not calling it HR as one step to, in that direction, but also um, embodying more, um, how do you say it? Just a different way of working because life has changed. Yeah. The business landscape has changed dramatically. Yeah. And yet we're still doing so many of the same things as if it was 1995. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's scary that I remember working in 1995. It doesn't feel that long ago, and yet it is. <laughs> That's a different yeah. story. That's a different episode. Exactly. That's a different episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much has changed, but it feels very much like nothing's changed. Yeah. I think there's, there's so much truth in this idea of, of getting away from you know, the premise of HR just being, you know, risk mitigation, liability management, dealing with bare bones, you know, legal compliance, um, because there is so much value and so much more worth. I mean, if, if businesses haven't figured that out by now, then there's something much more fundamentally wrong with them. If, if you know, the legal and the compliance and the risk mitigation are still the hot topics in HR, again more fundamental problems get out of that business <laughs> yeah. run for your life um i think a, a lot of that though is that they don't um they know they're supposed to do something they still struggle with the how because i think particularly with corporations they're afraid of the change sure they're they're comfortable with things as they are yeah they're terrified sure. that's why i want hr to grow a pair, grow a backbone and take responsibility for their own development, their own involvement, like grow up and make sure that you 
you you find the new ways because they're here, but no one's looking at them because you know because you're saying, oh, but we can't do anything different. This is way. This is the only way. It's it's uh, it's possible to do it. No, it's not. Yeah. There's there's plenty of solutions out there. Just not you're not using them. You're not learning them, and you're not researching them. That's where the you know the field is wide open. There's plenty of stuff there for you. Just go and use it, and, and go and and work on on trust, on conversations, on finding out what really what employee experiences are, because you can use that information to make the business run better. And no one's using that that corner of HR yet. And that's just you know you can sit back and say oh. It's so sad no one listens to me or you can just step up and learn and and develop the field but i don't think that that that's all um hr departments i think in the larger corporations many hr professionals go on receive and receive training and learning and you know development in these areas and then they bring it back to the office and i think we've spoken about this before it's, it goes back to business as usual because it's so hard to get people to look at you've learned this new thing mm -hmm. that you want to share with other people that they weren't in the room with you. And now you're trying to get them to see life in a new light. But isn't it your responsibility and the responsibility of the person teaching you to help you keep using it and keep going well, and keep applying? Well, it? I would argue that that's the person teaching you. No, go ahead. If the person teaching you is outside of the organization, they've they've done their job. They taught you. I would even argue that, you know, that in and of itself is a specific skill set of influencing skills, which is absolutely a, a learnable skill set that people need to get actively engaged in in the landscape of influencing skills, in the landscape of negotiation, mm -hmm. and also learn to really stand their ground. You know, I, I think in, in my view, there's a really, um, it's very threatening and it's a very scary underlying assumption that not only businesses have, but a lot of HR people have been taught and have accepted. And that's that HR is a cost center. Mm. Yes. That got into their heads, didn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's been said so many times. And it's this, this thing of like, oh, we're not bringing value hr is just a cost center right. that is we don't go on the uh, the spreadsheet under assets you know what's a cost center yeah. the management team they're not building the car <laughs> <laughs> they're not selling the stuff they're just getting a lot a big big paycheck yeah. sure the c-suite there's a big cost head. center <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no but it's you know and i think it's it is a fundamentally flawed and very threatening idea both to HR and to businesses because HR should not just be a cost center. HR can bring such tremendous value, such yeah. really, really big value. You know, I've said it a million times. I'll keep on saying it. People are any business's largest asset and most scalable asset. You know what's another cost center? The cleaning people. But what if you don't use them anymore? <laughs> no one's going to be in your company, not even your clients. I mean, it's, some things are still essential. It's just such a wrong way of looking at things. This is not about cost center. This is about who brings the value and who makes this company run. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying crawl, I'm saying run for a reason. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do we think, you know, this narrative can be shifted from HR as a cost center, HR is a legal mitigator, a risk mitigator to something that is much more rich and valuable and genuinely strategic? Mm-hmm. Shay, what would you, uh, what would your suggestions be? To make it more strategic? I really think that part of the, the, the issue is the influencing abilities, capabilities of HR people. Yeah, mm-hmm. raise the influencing skills. That, yeah, I think that that is a, a big, um, that is a big, could be a big turning point in becoming more strategic. It's not something you learn at school, but there is a very good book called To Sell as Human by Daniel Pink. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Dan Pink's work. So it is possible, and we are we're all capable of it. Um, the other thing is that uh, we need to have these conversations with companies. I think, at um, because now there are so many new and medium sized companies, now's the time to show them to talk to them before they become big corporations on, you know, changing their mindset about how to view HR. Nice, I like that idea. Yeah get them while the companies are still young and not mature. Yeah. 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 Cause when you're become a corporation, you're so you're a dinosaur. basically. Mm. Yeah. You're just this big dinosaur and it's so hard to change. Yeah. Well, there's a whole theory out there, of course, that the large corporates are going the way of the dinosaurs because they, they can't be as agile as the other companies, but yeah. another yeah. topic. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marlene? Um, well, definitely that, you know, learning how to have impact, how to have influence, that's definitely one. Uh, and I, I really do think that HR should develop the skill of uh, understanding employees' points of view and also understanding that that's not the same as sympathizing, not the same as being on the side of employees. It's understanding what their perspective is and using that information. That's, you know, diving into employee journeys, uh, working with employee engagement, employee experience, and not just because it's a trendy thing, not just because, you know, it makes the outside more shiny and definitely not because that's um, uh, because you're going to sympathize with them and say, oh, look at them. They're so sad or we should do everything for them. It's just valuable information to make your company run better. How do these people what are their perspectives? How do they think? And, you know, evolve these uh, skills as well. I think that's something that's just barely being touched right now and not really being used much yet. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. There, there is something that is so valuable in, you know, finding that space to allow people to feel seen and heard and understood. It doesn't have to be a conversation about who's, who's right or wrong or choosing sides, mm-hmm. but you know, opening up that space where, where employees do not feel alienated in their workplace and by their HR department um, mm-hmm. is something we've absolutely got to get away from. Yeah. Um, and I agree, you know, w- w- with both of you in that, you know, the, the influencing skills are, are something that, that HR professionals need to start upping their game in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also uh, a, an element of of learning the other skills. You know, we, I remember in also one of our other podcasts about the you know HR skills of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, really understanding human dynamics, getting into what is it that people need in the workplace? What is it that, that makes people really effective and what helps them genuinely unleash their talent? Um, you know, the art and science of connection. The sociology and the psychology of it, you mean? Yeah. Well, and, and, mm. and just, you know, how do people work? What, what helps them thrive? Because yeah. that is the win-win situation for both businesses and employees. You know, businesses win when their employees, you know, workforces feel engaged, when they feel that they have a place to thrive in their workplace. Amazing things happen for both individuals and the businesses, they both get something. When they don't, it, it becomes this very painful minefield. Um, so I think there's also, you know, upping the, the skill set on that broader topic. And yeah. then also just really standing tall in the truth that there is much more value to be found in HR than just risk mitigation, than just legal liabilities, than just bare bones compliance, that there, that there is a whole field uh, to, to play in, you know, a, a whole nother depth to explore. And this, you know, letting go of this idea of oh, we're a cost center, we need to take uh, a back seat because mm -hmm. we might, you know, we might be too much in the spotlight. No way. You need to be central to lots of conversations, lots of decision-making, as long as there's somebody in a room trying to make a decision about what to do with people, mm. HR should be at the table. HR should have a voice in that conversation. Stand tall in that truth. Stand tall in that value. Um, and don't be scared away. Um, Find a new mantra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Together, sure. let's all do that. Yeah. Let's start saying that instead of the cost center. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is nonsense. I mean, yes, there is a cost to HR. There is a cost to HR. Um, but there's also huge value that can yeah. be provided. And as soon as that's bigger. Yeah. HR makes people thrive. Let's make something like that the new mantra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. HR is the piece that unlocks that, you know, all of the people potential. That's, that's wow. the role of HR. Yeah. yeah. That, to, so the, okay. the role of HR you feel is to unlock the potential of employees. Mm -hmm. I like that. Let's wrap it up for now. Maybe we'll make another episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> Continue the conversation. <laughs> we'll talk about new stuff anyway. And if anybody has topics or if you've heard anything right now that you want to hear more about or maybe you want to contribute, um we're inviting guests um then do let us know yeah do let us know and please take a moment to uh subscribe so that you can get our updates and also rate and review us especially yeah. on itunes we're getting lots of plays but we don't have a lot of ratings and reviews so we'd love to to hear your feedback all right well i think that's it for now all right thanks everyone bye, bye. everyone